an AppleViz original. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to AppleViz Unleash for August 2023, where the lights are getting shorter here in the Northern Hemisphere. Kids are going back to school and fall semester starting up for college students. And speaking of kids going back to school, Mike, are your kids back to school yet? They are. That's why right now I I don't mute myself in between each word because there's quiet. <laughs> I <Kinda> like it. <laughs> and you know, you, you you know, you're a great dad. You spend almost every day with them during the summer, and I love that. And so they come home to you during the weekdays, right? Yep. Awesome. Well. That's okay, Mike. And that's like just it. your downtime. That's like it's yeah. dad time. Yeah, and I can get the cleaning done and it stays clean for more than like 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> it's pretty great. Right. And not have to worry about getting jelly and peanut butter off the kitchen table mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, only after school now. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that's all right. Well, we have a special guest. And Mike, I tell you, if you thought I was a Disney fan, I only know one other person that is as big as a Disney fan as I am, if not bigger than me, because he does has one up on me, and that is John Gasman. Hey, John, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Good to be here. Hey, I heard that you retired from Disney. I did. The 31st of July was my last day, so we're ending the first month of retirement. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. And, and how and long? So, so far, it just feels like another day off. It hasn't really shined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it still feels like vacation then. It does. Yeah, it does. Well, that's understandable. I get that. Now, how long did you work for Disney? Um, I I was there for 20 years. I was the first totally blind person ever hired at the Disneyland Resort uh, 20 years ago. And so I had a chance to, to do what my, my, my main job was booking vacation packages for the resort and and good neighbor hotels. But I also got a chance to test the software with the reservation system in JAWS and then train other blind people as well. I think I, I think somebody asked me how many I trained over the years and it was about 17 people. So I had a chance to do a lot of other things and, and really had a good time during my 20 years at, with Disney. That is so awesome, John. You know, I always was like jealous because you were a cast member <laughs> and a cast <laughs> To be a cast member, I was like, oh, that's just like a dream for me to be a cast member. Even just for a month or two, I, I just want to be a cast member. It was a great opportunity. You know, you didn't you think about doing that kind of thing when you're a little kid. But for, for me, I thought, well, how am I ever going to do it? Because by being a cast member, I thought of working in the parks. Uh, and you could do that today, I guess, with the technology that's available. Um but I didn't work in the parks. I worked about a mile away at an offsite building, and that said so that was not a problem. But even backstage, you could get around back there, but you couldn't use the technology with with regard to IRA or be my eyes or anything because it's proprietary uh, area. But you could walk back there with a with a sighted person, which I did all the time because I sang in the candlelight choir for fifteen years, and will continue to do that even as a retiree. But it was, you know, it was just a lot of fun, and I made made a lot of great friends, and uh, I expect to hear from a lot of friends throughout my 
my rest of the centuries of uh, retirement that are ahead. So, well, happy retirement. I'm so glad you you got to retire and you, that you are now able to have so much free time for us on your golden years. You told me that it was your golden years. I love that. It's a social group. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just <laughs> love the name of it. But, you know, Mike, John and I. Now I have to talk. Now I have to talk in this voice since I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> I I think John and I are the only people that could talk for hours, if not days, just about Disney. And yeah. Yeah. My could, experience is very limited. It's mostly just the movies with my kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's an expert on the West Coast, and I, I consider myself an expert on the East Coast. So we we kind of got to do tit for tap kind of a thing, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and so <laughs> it's been kind of fun. Um, speaking of that time of the year, guys, it is almost that time for Apple will make an official announcement when the September keynote is going to come around. Right now, uh, unofficially, what we have been reading and. This is the first time I kind of seen kind of a toss up is that it's either going to be on the 12th of September on a Tuesday, or is it going to be on the 13th of Wednesday? Hmm. So that is something that we need to kind of sit back and wait and see when those dates become more firm and official. I don't know, guys, just, just kind of just throwing things around. I almost have to throw my hat into Tuesday. That just sounds better than the 13th maybe I'm i was full wednesday luck. camp you're what i was a full wednesday camp i'm i'm still betting the 13th whoa okay about you john i guess it depends on whether apple is super superstitious i mean if they want to stay away from the 13th uh i can see why they might go tuesday you know and it it could be just whatever is more convenient for them and uh you know either day i think would be fine because people are going to tune in anyway right well, you're right, John, and, and and we know that they're not superstitious because we thought they would skip the iPhone 13 because that 13 has this grip, you know, it's got their, um, and throughout the world, it could be superstitious for some culture and people. And so I get that. So I was surprised that they went ahead and pushed forward and just, just kind of, so you, you guys are probably right. Maybe Wednesday will be the day. I don't know. It just seems like it's always been Tuesday, but I can't remember for the life of me. I'm, I can only remember yesterday, you know? <laughs> um, so what can we expect? Of course, there'll be an announcement on the iPhone 15 that will be coming in and along with the Apple Watch. It will also be the time that a lot of you have been waiting for, and that's iOS 17. It'll finally start to drop at around that time. I'm guessing between a day or two after when the official, so I anywhere from the 14th to the 20th, if I had to put my marbles in, if it's held on Tuesday, more than likely the 19th, which is the following Tuesday, or the following Wednesday, which is the 20th. Now, speaking of iOS 17 now, are any of you two on the beta? No. I not. No, because I only have an iPhone, only one device. If I had more than one device, I probably would have gotten into a beta, but at the moment, I'm not. Now, Mike, I remember you used to, but you decided not to do that because you don't want to put up with it. Yeah, similar thing. Um, I'm down to one device now, and I'm not willing to take the risk of fundamental <laughs> things not functioning. 
I get it. I get it. Well, I will tell you right now, I'm not going to tell you the detail, but heads up, do check back on AppleViz, say the day of or the day after the uh, of the official keynote. So if, if whether that's the 12th or 13th, we should be dropping some uh, information about iOS 17 before you grab it. There is one bug in there that is we'll be deciding as a team. And to me, it is really bothersome. Um, as in, yes, it is something that you need to consider, and it will affect you day to day. Everything you do, you will come across this bug probably two or three times within a 10, 15 minutes period. And it's annoying, but can you get through it? Yes. So it's just a matter of patience and if you're willing to put, put up with it. But I can tell you right now, for those that are beginners or new to the phone, I would seriously check up on that day. I don't think you want to update your phone. Now, things could change. I just noticed there's a new beta just dropped today. If it fixes a problem, great. If not, come back on the 12th or 13th to check on that. So I just want to let you know that there is one um, I would consider either serious or a moderate bug that you might want to watch for. So that's the only downside, guys. This iOS 17 hasn't been all that bad until... Mm, couple weeks ago and i was like oh mine's been okay. struggling lately i'm ready for 17 to come out oh uh, yeah well yeah. yeah my voiceover just stops sometimes right and the only way i can get mine to come back on is to turn it on and off four times not two not three it has to be four times now mike you are in the same boat as i have i have had that issue when i get off a phone or after immediate it's just like crazy it's just quiet and you have to I figured out a different way to do it, Mike, and that is to hold down, initiate Siri to say hello, and then I'll come back on. Okay, That's I'll give that a quick shot. way of doing it. Mine happens when I finish dictating something. Right? That's typically when it does. Usually, if I back up a screen, it comes back. Now, I haven't tried the Siri angle yet, but I'll, I will next time it happens. Right, because I've always did the turn on voiceover, turn on voiceover, and it's kind of... Mm-hmm cumbersome it was kind of annoying but this was like the shorter like hello and then she was respond back and boom i got voiceover back so that's the quickest way i can find it this has Um, been going on a long time too and i don't know whether why apple hasn't fixed it because it doesn't you wouldn't think it would be that difficult you know what the bad thing is john it still exists in ios 17 oh is that right (laughs) so much to look forward to yeah well i take back what i said a minute ago (laughs) yeah that that particular bug is still around. I've reported number of times last year and this year, and I think they just can't locate it. And I can't figure out if it has something to do with Siri response or not. But anywho, that is still there, which kind of sucks. But typically, guys, they will announce something along with the iPhone and watch right now. Nobody has any idea what that could be. That could be a new MacBook that comes along, maybe the M3 chip, or we've been talking for a long time. Maybe the HomePod with the display will finally come out. That would be something I think I would want to look at very closely if that comes true, depending on the cost. Or I dread the most is the AirPod Max 2. If they replace my AirPod Max, I, I will just absolutely <laughs> scream. If you yeah. hear a distant scream, don't worry, it's just me. Um, the other option, 
is we can guarantee that the Apple Vision Pro will have an update, but I am curious what they're going to announce. I don't, me, I don't think it's going to be an AirPod Max. I don't think it's going to be, it's possible they might have a new iPad line, but it's been a while. I don't know. Guys, got any thoughts? No, the articles that I've been seeing about it all kind of seem to be everywhere about it. Like might be Max, might be, who knows? There's a lot of speculation, but I haven't seen any real like confident, I guess, uh, guesses as to what anything you're looking forward to, John. Well, iPhone and, and, and an Apple watch. Cause I've been considering getting an Apple watch now that my, my bro watch is about 22, 23 years old. I got it for a Christmas present from a, a girlfriend at the time. And it's starting to, Get a little old, so I was. I thought, well, when it goes, I'll get maybe get an Apple Watch, but I haven't uh, haven't purchased one yet. So I'm kind of waiting to see what the new one has to offer, and and then we'll see what happens. Wow, 22 years on one watch. I'm impressed, yeah. especially yeah. a Braille watch. Yeah, and it's done a good job. You know, I've had to replace batteries, but I mean, other than that, it's been really nice. But uh, it the the the, uh, the area where you lift the lid is starting to loosen up a little bit and i don't know if i want to put any more money into getting it fixed so i i might consider an apple watch pretty soon wow imagine mike having a watch for 22 years no i can't last watch i had was one of the bradley watches and i loved that thing up until i broke it i've been (laughs) i've actually thought a number of times about getting another one of those because i really liked it I'm just tough. I'm just tough on watch. And I don't know why. I mean, I, I'll admit it's the atmosphere. You know, I, I, I do go out and rain a lot. Um, I don't, I'm not shy of rain. So I'll get moisture to work with. And then I, I bump my watch all the time. So my watch has one of those. Um, I don't know if you knew, but there's a screen guard you can buy for it that goes on top of it. Good thing. Cause I've scratched the living heck out of those watches sometimes <laughs> and I, my kid will look at it and says oh my god dad you got this huge gouge on this watch and thankfully it was just the screen protector and i had to take that off put a new one on i'm just tough so I, i'm glad you can hold out john i will be talking more about the apple watch and what you can expect i think you'll be interested in hearing that but in the meantime this is kind of disturbing news. I was really kind of upset, and I'll be honest, it really kind of impacted me for a minute. And that is, I found this article, and it's been making its way around the blind community, and that is that the article describes about how the chat GPT, or the people behind it, which is OpenAI, was, is thinking or is on the verge of bankruptcy. And apparently... What this article was stating is that it has lost $540 million. It's not making any profit. It's breaking even. And so the investors are kind of getting worried or may move elsewhere to make a better investment. So I was thinking to myself, can you guys imagine the impact that would have on the blind community in terms of, let's just say, be my eyes, for example. Uh, being able to describe images and that would be gone because that's what drives the back end is open AI. What's your guys thoughts on this? I am, I'm hoping it's one of those things that ends up not being the case or at the very least other companies fill that void because I, 
this thing has some really incredible uses. And I mean, the conversations about AI in general these days are everywhere, all over the place. But I feel like now that the I mean, cat's out of the bag, it's not going back in. But I hope this doesn't end up turning into a, oh, hey, if you want to use it, it's a 10 bucks a month or however many bucks a month. Because I did see in that breakdown, it's like 32 cents per question you ask or per response. And that adds up a lot. So, I mean, like, I, I understand it. Do I like it? Definitely not. What about you, John? I I really hope that they can continue to stick around or some some miracle happens where they can afford to continue because it's such a great step forward, especially for people in the blind community. Um, even though, you know, it's not 100% accurate and there are, are problems with it. I mean, it's giving us very quickly things that we had before to some degree, but it took a while in order to get those results from a lot of other apps that applications that would read things to you. I mean, this is pretty quick uh, and it really gives you more information than we ever had before. So to lose it, I think would really be a big step backward, not only for be my eyes, but for envision and, and for anybody else using AI mm. blind community. I mean that we must, we might see the longest beta process in the world. If, if this thing steps back, because they're not going to be able to release anything until something brand new comes along or until a major change is made. It, it's really, I think it throws everything right up in the air if, if they go bankrupt. Yeah. Right. I, agree. I mean, you're right because it not just affected Be My Eyes, but you're right. Like Envision, you're trying to tap into the AI, and so are other um, competitors out there that are trying to get into that realm. Why not? And without that back in, it, that just puts a, a hole into what I think. I deem as revolutionary. It's not very often when I say this is definitely a mark on the calendar. I'm going to put down that this was a step forward for the blind community. And that was the first X I was able to put down for quite a long time. But, you know, the reality of things is that open AI is seeing their users dropping. So the popularity of it is dropping in terms of people using the open AI GPT. Now, I also will have to blame it on competition. So there are other competitions that come to play too, and that's Microsoft, Google, and others that are trying to jump in to the same market and probably are taking away a lot of that money or users away from the chat GPT. And I think that's what's going on. However, they do have some things up their sleeves that I think they might be able to make some money, but how would that compete to Microsoft and Google, for say? But even though Microsoft has its thumbs in OpenAI, and you know that they're one of the biggest investors, so I, to me, I almost like there's no way Microsoft would let that go. There, I, I just think they would throw more money into it, but I've heard that Microsoft has their thumb in other businesses besides open AI that does the same thing. And of course, Microsoft is trying to offer its own. So it could be a little different than the open GPT. So it's hard to say at this point. Um, I know that Microsoft and Google offers image descriptions, but nothing like what open AI has for us now. Um, so it's competition. And as Mike says, and I kind of feel bad, bad guys, it's 36 cents. That's costing them every time you query 
GPT. So every image we ask is costing them 36 cents. I was like, wow, doesn't that sound really high? Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I feel terrible because I might do it 10 times and that's, (laughs) that's over four bucks. And I was like, Oh, and it's like Mike says, what is it going to come down to? Is it going to be a subscription base? It's possible. Um, But let's just hope that this is one of those articles. This is not going to happen. And the reason I say that is I haven't seen this anywhere else, but this one place. And I was surprised that nobody else reported on this. So that's good news and bad news. We'll see. But speaking of Be My Eyes, now, John, are you on the beta now for Be My Eyes? Yes. Yay. Now, Mike, you probably haven't signed up for it. No, I thought about it. I really did. I was like, I don't know. Like, I I didn't see anywhere. I might have missed. I don't know if there's a, a cap on the number of people they're allowing in, but I didn't want to take a spot from someone who could genuinely benefit from it. I don't think there is anymore. I think they've really opened it up now to just about anybody who wants to come in. Now, they didn't say, don't let Mike in. So I expect <laughs> anybody in now. Well, that case, maybe I will, because it is one of those things that for me, there's not a huge need for something like it, but the curious side of me really wants to play around. Well, Mike, oh, you should. yeah, you should, because if you're interested, just bring up, be my eyes and find their virtual volunteer, double tap on that. And then it'll put you on the beta waiting list. And like John says, the, Reason I'm bringing this up this month is that it is finally opened up to the public beta, meaning that if you want been wanting to get on this um, virtual volunteer, which is now be my AI, they renamed it, but they're letting in 1,000 users every week, and they will bring in as many people as it take until they run out of names that are on the waiting list. So, Mike, this is your chance. Okay, I'm gonna do it. As soon as we're done recording. I I mean, a lot of you have already probably heard my podcast. I, I, I will ask John. John, was this fundamentally, fundamentally changing and altered your life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it takes a couple minutes to get the same results from other apps. With, with Be My Eyes AI or whatever, whatever they're calling it now. I can't get used to the, to the new name. <laughs> I mean, it's quick. It's quick and easy, and you get results very fast. Uh, so it's a wonderful tool to have, and that's why I, I certainly hope that it's going to be around for a long time in whatever form it eventually uh, winds up in. Right. Now I can actually separate all my Mickey Mouse pictures from Minnie and Donald and all that stuff. That, <laughs> right? And, make it, and, and, and what I'm really looking forward to the most here, John, is the Disney Lorcana. And for those that don't know what the Disney Lorcana is, there is a brand new playing cards that Disney put out that's supposed to be like Magic Gathering, the Gathering Magic Collection or Hearthstone. It's its own form of a game with cards that you have to collect. So they're like Pokemon cards. You get all these different characters. They got so many points. You can do different things with it. And so I'm going to be heading off to Disney World in a couple of weeks. And you can bet you I'm going to pick up a cup of pack and start using Be My Eyes to identify the different cards. So I am anxious to try this out. It'd be interesting to see if you can use it, uh, the Be My Eyes app in the parks to locate various 
venues or, or you know, uh, queue lines or whatever. Um, I don't know what kind of description you'd get. I've never tried it in a, a theme park environment to see how much it would give you. You know, I ran a Disney Hollywood Studios theme park map through it, and it did a fantastic job. It told me, I said, how do I get from the Toy Story Mania uh, attraction to the Twilight Zone? And it was able to to give me step-by-step directions to get there. So I can tell my site up here, all right, we got to go to the animation court, take a left on Hollywood Boulevard, and then down Sunset Boulevard. And that it does amazingly. And I can say, where's the nearest bathroom um, Mm -hmm. from this attraction? But to take a picture, say, around and things, I'll let you know. I'll be interested and I'm going to be very excited to use it. So I am so excited that the public beta is now released for everyone. So sign up if you haven't done that. I will say they do have some big features coming down the line, guys. And and that is one of those things that Be My Eyes offers are customer service or um the kind of an answer desk for you. For example, you can go to the Microsoft answer desk, disability answer desk, and you can get a somebody from the Microsoft company to help you out in certain situations. So for example, the other day, um, what we have now available, and it's not in the public beta, but in the version that I have, it has the virtual answer desk for Microsoft. So I could, so the other day, I opened up my Outlook, which is an email on Windows, and it popped up something, and I can never get rid of it. I couldn't figure out what it is. So I took a picture. I said, what is this dialog box? He says, oh, that's your reminder um, box to let you know the calendars that you have scheduled. And I said, how do I just get rid of this and not ever have to do this? Oh, no problem. Just do an Alt-F, go to Files, go to Options, and then through Option, go to Advance, and uncheck this uh the reminder box and i was like oh my gosh so this is the new world that um be my wants to tap into is all these companies that offer uh, a real person to talk to it but you can also go through the ai approach and ask its questions to see if it can help you out before you have to make that call and it's much faster much easier and the other thing i'm very excited to announce is that one of the limitations, and, and John, you can back me up on this. When I take a picture of like my microwave display, you could get all sorts of different results. It, it, it may tell you buttons that are really aren't there, or it just makes things up, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, it's, and that's one of the pitfalls that everybody's been talking about, that you have to be careful. Right. But so what their solution is, John, is that they are going to take your picture, do an OCR on it first, and then it sent it to OpenAI with your picture and the OCR results. So that way, OpenAI will see, oh, because my understanding is that the image that we take is great, it's crisp, it's a great looking photo. However, when it gets sent to OpenAI, it has to set it down to a certain size. And apparently the size to save on bandwidth, it can't be very high quality. So that's why we're getting kind of inconsistency when you ask OpenAI, 
read this to me. And sometimes it'll just be gibberish and make up things. And that is because the image quality is low and it's having a hard time reading. And so it's not able to read out small things. Now, if they send it, a picture with the OCR along with it, they're hoping that that will change that problem. So that's the other major feature that they are working with. So I am excited to announce that um, if you haven't heard about that. That's going to make a big difference, guys, because when I take a picture of a remote, I don't seem to get the right results. So hopefully something like this will uh, resolve that problem. All right, so let's get into the latest news and rumors on iPhones and Apple Watch that we might be hearing coming up in the September keynote. Okay, guys, so Mike, you still going with the iPhone 15? Yep, yep. I'm most excited about that by far. What about you, John? Are you going to thinking about getting a new phone this year? No, I in in my last year of work, I decided okay, I'm going to move up to the 14 because I don't know what things are going to be like financially after I retire. So that's what I did, and I got the 14 back in January. So I probably won't get the 15 this year. Uh, beyond that, we'll see. Uh, especially because there are rumors that for some of the 15s, the prices are going to be uh, boosted pretty substantially based upon on features so i'm gonna sit this one out but uh not forever but just at least for this year you're being smart you're being smart unlikes unlikes this guy over here that can't make up his damn mind if i'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. one or not because mike and i have been th- <laughs> it was it wasn't maybe what three months ago when i said there's zero percent chance i would get mm-hmm. a new iphone right and well <clears throat> anyhow the news things that they mentioned, Mike, are you ready for this? Is that not only have your USB-C, but the lightning cord is not going to be replaced with the USB-C cord, of course, but it's going to be braided and color matching to your phone. <laughs> as long as the price stays the same, I'm all for it. Uh, I hope they don't tack on a few extra bucks if uh, it comes to replacing those cables, but I love those braided ones personally. If I ever have to order some that aren't coming from an Apple store, that's the ones that I get. Right. That's all I ever get is those braided. I hate the ones that comes in it because it mm-hmm. always falls apart within a couple months. And the other thing too is they're short. They're not real long. They're like, how about a meter long, three yeah, feet long? Not long enough. And supposedly these are supposed to be longer, one and a half meter. So that makes it what? About four, four and a half foot. So Yeah. Four or five feet, something like that. Yeah. I was like, okay. I, I think I can live with five feet cord braided. See that? I, I bet that that that's going to change your mind, John. You just want that color matching braided. Oh, you know, <laughs> you're absolutely right. And then <laughs> and I'd get be my eyes to tell me if it was matched. Right? Yeah. See, that's what Disney's missing out. They don't have a Mickey Mouse printed braided cable. I would buy that for thirty bucks. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I think it would cost you more than 30 bucks. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, so the other bit of news, which I find this hard to swallow, but somebody's mentioned out there that the pro line is going to be doubling the standard memory, meaning 128 is not going to be the minimum. It's going to be 256. Now, if that comes to true, holy smokes. 256 is the minimum and the maximum would be two terabytes. Is that insane amount of space? Or That's what, so Mike? much. Right. Would you be happy with 256? That's all usually all I ever get. Right. I mean, I 
I don't even come close. Um, there's times I might fill up my phone about 80% of my 128. You have space issue on yours? I never have. And I do very little like storage management. I think right now my podcast app that I use is sitting in right around 50 gigs. Um, and it's fine. I just, I let everything downloads and I don't really ever worry about it. Wow. 70% full. John, do you work? Do you fight with a space all the time like me? Not really, but, but I don't keep a lot of music on mine. Uh, and so I, I, I've got plenty of space. Wow. So really, you know, back in the days, that was a big thing. It's kind of like when we went from 64 to 128, I was was relieved because 128 was was massive, right? Because the 64, I was, I was hitting against all the time, but I had to remember, I only have 50 gig backup on the iDrive. So I got to meet under it. So I got to be careful what I want to keep and whatnot, but Nonetheless, so keep that in mind. So we got a 256, possibly a minimum on the pro version, along with your action button, which is huge. Your battery, the biggest battery boost in years, up to 20% bigger in battery. We got the fastest chip that we have seen in terms of bump up in years. So it's been like, I think they said about three or four years since we've seen this massive of a speed boost. Plus going to USB-C and that's storage. And of course, my favorite is the faster charging port. I don't know, Mike, I'm I'm now 80%. (laughs) You know, I feel like I said this earlier that I fully expect you. I give it. October 80 percent. You're, you're gonna break. Yeah, you're, just give me <laughs> give me my 20%, please. You're gonna start seeing other people talking about it and how cool it is. I'm like, okay, fine. Okay, I'm gonna do it. You know, it's it's lucky for me that I'll be out of town when <laughs> I couldn't be home if I wanted to get it. So I, I I would I would have to come back. So that would be October. So if I can make it through my vacation. Then I might be able to make it. We'll see. Just stay off the internet while you're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, John, this is a huge, big update for an iPhone. I haven't seen this big of an update in years. And I, I agree. It's, it's a nice update. Uh, And a lot of people who maybe have been waiting to upgrade, uh, will probably do so depending upon what what they eventually charge. And oh, we, we keep hearing rumors about that those as well. So, you know, we'll see. Right? And you you're right because they're talking what 100 to 200 dollars more than it was before. So, we're talking yeah. just the Pro being 10.99 or 11.99. I was like, "Oh my gosh." And that's not even the max which they well, it's kind of funny they're they're dubbing this the iPhone Ultra which if you hear that word, they're referring to the iPhone Pro Max. So it's the biggest size screen you have on the Pro model. And last year, we talked about that being a possibility, never happened. And I can't see this being any different, but we'll just assume iPhone Ultra. Can you imagine the price of that iPhone Ultra if the Pro model goes up 100, 200 bucks? It means the Ultra will go up 100 to 200 bucks. That's going to be a whole different game when it comes to financing. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you Wrong. really need to look for uh, a rebate in order to, to justify it. 
of some kind, whether it be through whatever carrier you have, because they all come up with rebates between October and the end of the year if you if you uh, trade your your existing phone in. And uh, it's the the newer your phone is that you trade in, the the nicer rebate you get. So, I mean, when I when I got my fourteen, I had a twelve before I had the before that, and I did a rebate. Uh, at the beginning of the year and they gave me I think I paid a grand total of 400 bucks yeah yeah I mean you got to look for something like that if you're going to jump to one of these brand new phones because you know they're getting higher priced every year and it makes it difficult for people and maybe that's why why some of the iPhone sales have dropped here recently that's why my purchasing has dropped certainly Mm -hmm. so I used to like back from I don't know maybe up until about the iPhone 10 every year I was right there getting them and i i'm still using the 12 now so i've certainly slowed down on buying them just because they're adding up yeah and and in, if you did the rebate at least from the 12 to the 15 you could you could still get a sizable amount back which yeah. is not bad. my unfortunate situation well it's not, i wouldn't say it's unfortunate that's in uh, sarcasm obviously but my children <laughs> always inherit my old devices now ah. and i've got one that has an iphone 11 that the camera on the back is broken and barely functions and it clicks and rattles and uh so that that's where my 12 is going right so you're both absolutely right is that i agree if you can get a rebate or a deal on one hold off if you can now let's say give you one like the last couple of years my carrier service will because i'm the um the head of the family when it comes to on the account, I said, if you're the head person on the account, I should say, typically you get the discount for you. And they did. So they gave me half off of the iPhone 14 Pro last year. So it was 500 bucks. I was like, are you serious? I said, "You okay, I, I'll take that. And that was worth it to me. 500 bucks, I, I, I would do it. I just saved 500 bucks. Um, and then I was able just to give my phone to um, somebody else. So that was well worth it. And if they do something like that again, I I, I almost then just throw the 80% out. Uh, if, but if I don't get a discount, I honestly, I don't think I want to go in that $50 a month financial payment each month for that phone. I, it's just like, man, that's just really getting high now because that's, about what you're going to fork over if you're going to get a pro. And if you get a two years installment, it's going to be 50 some dollars a month. And that's just really high. Now let's get into the Apple watch. Now, John, this is for you. And the reason I've been kind of eyeballing on this is because I have a series and that is probably, what is that? One, two, three, going to be five, one, two, three, four years ago when that one came out. And it's getting it's getting there. So, but the advantage that I have on that device is that the six and seventh eight series had the same chip, essentially the same chip. Well, this year, for the first time in four years, they finally are going to put in a brand new chip into this watch, and that is in the series nine. And what makes this really compelling for me, and I was like, whoa is that we're, we are talking 40 to 50% better performance than those 6, 7, 8th model. And I'm thinking, whoa, that is significant. And I can't imagine how much faster that is on my 4. 
However, I am going to say this is that I think I'm going to wait one more year because the OS, uh, the Apple Watch OS 10 that is due out does work on my phone or my watch just fine. And if I can get one more year out of it, that is, I'm betting on it. The series three and four is going to be the last year is next year is going to be gone. So you will have to have the five, six or seven to be able to get to the new OS. But anywho, 40 to 50% better performance and 30% more efficient over what the previous years have had. So no changes, which is kind of a bummer, um, which is another reason I'm kind of holding off because I, if you're not going to get any new sensors or anything like that, I'm, I'm fine. There's no reason for me to have it. But in your case, John, I was thinking, wow, that is a significant boost and probably a good time to jump in because they'll be staying on that chip for a number of years to come. So in other words, even if you wait next year, um, it's still going to run that same chip. What are your thoughts on that? I completely agree. And uh, whether I do it right away really depends on on just whether my watch will hang around for a few more months. <laughs> like you, I, I'm tempted to see what features might come out next year, even with right? added boosts in performance. Um, and I see, I don't, I don't have anything to compare it with, with regard to efficiency because I don't have the earlier watches. So are, are the three and the four fast to for in, in your estimation right now or do they take a couple of seconds to to execute or well you know that's a good question and a lot of people just would not know that and i had a series one it wasn't the first it was the second model that apple came out with a watch and it was a dog it was a dog i mean you just kind of like do 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 you swipe and you wait <laughs> about a second and yeah. if you double tap on something I, I, I kid you not, you'd be waiting for 10, 20 seconds before something pops up. And then when I got my um, Series 5, yes, my fifth series, I mentioned three and four, four and five. So I got the fifth series and the, whoa, that was day night difference in, in, in terms of speed. Is it still slow? Yes, I, I do believe so. I think that shocks a lot of people thinking, I really thought it was going to be a lot peppier than this and then there's some that's like well that's kind of be expected for a watch i was kind of assuming but not as bad as i thought so for a first timer yeah you're going to see kind of a lag when it loads things up and it's much better now it only takes a few seconds to bring up something and then depending what it needs to load it'll take a few more seconds to load its data so it is still kind of pokey now how does that compare to say six seven and eight it's not a whole lot faster. Yes, this is speedier. But if this is going to be 50% faster than those, yeah, I think it's it's going to be pretty darn uh, peppy. Um, it's not going to be anything like your phone. Nothing like that. Because your phone is just so quick. You just go, tut, 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 tut. it's not going to be like that at all. So just keep that in mind. I always highly recommend people go to the Apple store, put one on, and let them kind of show you how to get around and... I think for most users that you're going to be happy with it. I really do. That's just my thoughts. Now, Mike, you used to, you still have an Apple watch. It's in a box somewhere around here. It's, it's, a, a, it's a three. It's ancient. <laughs> I don't even know where it's at. Oh, so I you never used it in a long time. So you have, so you, 
since you don't have it, you don't really have much no. of an interest for watching. No, anymore. I don't have. I mean, just in general, just from using tech 50% speed boost, that's always a good thing. But just from everything else, it doesn't seem like they've changed a whole lot. Like you guys have been saying, if I, if, I mean, if I were interested, this would be a great upgrade for me from, from my three. So <laughs> I would notice a massive difference, I'm sure. But it really yeah. just depends what you're going to use it for. I mean, that's the number one reason I like it is for uh, health wise. It, it makes me feel that's the most a little better for me. No, not my, enough yet to pull the trigger. <laughs> you're not you're not a senior citizen like us yet, though. <laughs> After this summer, I, sometimes I feel like it. <laughs> yeah, I should think about it. I'm going to wait for the sensors, though, too, because that really would be the reason I would get what would be for all of the health aspects. And if there's rumors already of new sensors coming down the road, no, I'd wait for that. I will tell you, uh, I am a, a type two diabetic, so I use the Freestyle Libra in order to to measure blood sugar, and it speaks right with voiceover on the phone. If they ever develop that on the watch, I would definitely get a watch because at this point, insurance companies aren't giving Libra three sensors to blind people unless you're using insulin, uh, and which I'm not. And you have to get lucky in order to. And when I was working, I had no trouble getting them because. Through Disney and my insurance, I got them without any problems. And in the last few months, they were free. Uh, in fact, they were always free, come to think of it. Um, but I'm getting sick and tired of being denied with regard to the, the sensors uh, because I'm not using insulin. And so if Apple ever comes up with a way to do that, similar to what I'm using now with a Libra, I would grab a watch just for that alone. That would be a game changer. There's oh, no doubt would. about it. That would be revolutionary. Every I, there'd be so many people getting that. I would be getting that. Um, so yeah, I, I use it for on my walk a lot. Um, I'm really into how many steps I put in, um, the distance and most of all my heartbeat. Um, I want to make sure I'm in the right heartbeat mode. So, um, that's important to me in terms of being fitness. So there's, there's some aspect to it besides like text messaging in which text messaging is great on a watch it is so much better than have to grab my phone see who, what they want um the microphone on it is outstanding i think it's i think it works better on the watch when it comes to siri than it does on my phone um for that matter but that and being able to tell the time and check the temperature and being able to get rain alerts and things on my watch quickly i like, oh this is really handy now some people they may not have a whole lot of use for it, and it may not be for you. So it, I get it, and I'm right with John. I, I'm just waiting for that that sensor to come along for the sugar level, and that would be um, no doubt. I I would I would skip a phone just to get the Apple Watch if that would come, but I don't think it's going to be this year at all. So it's not going to be much of an update this year. And then of course, they're going to be talking about their new Apple watch ultra too. For those that got lots of money that want to spend for an ultra or you're really into sport. I can see that or a good swimmer and things like that. Um, that That's made just for you too, Thomas, because that ultra for people who beat the hell out of their watches, like you do, (laughs) you're a prime candidate for an ultra. (laughs) Right. You're, you're right, John. I, I never thought about it. I do beat the hell out of it. And I don't mean to. I'm just really rough. And that's that an idea. Be, Skip right? the phone, get the ultra too. <laughs> um, 
And just for those that have SE, there's a lot of listeners that do like the lower end models or the SC models and no phones for SC this year, folks, but they have talked about next year, it possibly coming out. And if it does come out, they still are talking edgy uh, display, which means folks is that it's going to be with face ID, no touch ID. It seems like the writing is on the wall and I am almost certain that it will drop the touch ID and I know that is going to hit a lot of people hard because I know a lot of people like the SE for that touch ID but I really think if you um, are waiting on the SE just be aware that the face ID is coming on it and of course it'll have the USB-C on it because they have to or they're forced to have that on there but the good news is that it's going to be very similar to what we have now. Now, some people say it will have an action. I find that hard to believe that they would put a brand new feature that they just put in iPhone 15 in an SC next year. I, I can be proven wrong, but I, I would be very surprised if action gets put in there. But some are reporting that the action button will be there and it'll have a feel uh, of a iPhone 14. So we will have to wait and see. The other thing that I'm kind of sort of excited are AirTags is now coming around of being rumored to start being made at the end of this year, which is the AirPods, or I'm sorry, the AirTags 2. I have a couple AirTags myself, guys. I absolutely love them. I have one in my backpack, which my backpack goes with me everywhere. And I have left my backpack in certain places and it just pops up on my phone and says, your backpack was just left. I said, oh my gosh. I said, honey, I'm so sorry. We got to turn around. I just left it back in the restaurant. And that happened to me a couple of times. And I'm so happy I have that. In the other AirTag, I have one in our luggage because we go on trips a lot. And I always have this fear of losing luggages. And you probably heard so many people stories about finding their own luggage because the carriers can't figure out where your luggage is. And the new one I've heard that the police are suggesting that you put air tags in your car in case you somebody steals your car, you'll know where it is. I thought that was genius. And for 20 bucks, 25 bucks, I think I might do that. But air tags too. Do either of you have air tags? Yes. In fact, uh, in researching them, I bought, I think I bought a four pack maybe a couple of months ago. So I listened to all the Applevis podcasts that you did. And I listened to Jonathan Mosin's podcast where he talks about them. And I, I have four of them, one of which will go into luggage. Uh, and I hadn't really considered the backpack, but I, I've left my backpack. Uh, and we got a convention, a matter of fact, we'd been in a sitting at the bar drinking and I, I left the backpack under the chair. And I, wait a minute, where, did I really, could I really have left it there? Because I'm always pretty careful. Sure enough. Um, and if I'd had it, uh, had it in there, then it would have told me right away exactly where it was. So um, they're really cool. I, I really am impressed. And so I, uh, I'm, I'll be interested to see what happens when the new ones come out next year. Uh, but I like what they've done thus far with them. And uh, they've, I'm sure they've come in handy for a lot of people. What about you, Mike? You want to you want to put tags on your kids? Uh, 
You know, it's tempting. Um, I was actually been having some conversations about them lately. I really like the idea of sticking one in the car and just leaving it there. Cause I mean, some, so we went to a, an air show over the weekend and sometimes just finding the car in a massive parking lot is a huge pain and that would help a lot. Um, but also I've got a sister that they have a bunch of little tortoises that just live in their backyard all the time. And we talked about doing that here. And I was like, I wonder if I could air tag the little tortoises out there and be able to actually <laughs> track them down when they disappear. I don't know. There's a lot of like interesting uses like that, that I think might be kind of fun. So I might actually, once these new ones come out, pull the trigger and just see what happens. You know, what's cool about it is that you can buy the accessories that are not Apple related. So Apple related, you can go to Amazon. So I've gotten a key ring from it. Um, I got a waterproof um, little case for it. So that'd be great for the tortoise. Um, for the car, I just put that somewhere in the trunk where they can't find it. So just put it back in the, you know, like the tire jack area yep. and just tape it back to it. And so that way they, but, you know, it's, it's like John is that if you have the tendency to leave things behind, seriously think about doing that. I, I even have people put it on their blank, on their uh, cane. I know that sounds crazy, but people bought these little um, tags that you can put on your tag and then it just be attached to your cane. Um, so there are some pretty cool uses for it. But like John, it'll be interesting what the air tags to mean because it's not really clear what improvement. I mean, other than it probably improved what we call the U1 chip. That's how it identifies or find that tag. So there's a new chip coming in in the iPhone 15 called the U2. So it's an ultra band chip that allows you to precisely find it and the distance and location. I mean, it's pretty darn good now, right, John? I mean, I'm able to use my Pro uh, now, and with the vibration, I can feel if I'm getting closer. And I said, hmm, I wonder if I need to go down a little bit. And if you go down, it gets the vibration gets uh, a little more aggressive. So you can exactly, so if you lose it in your sofa, for example, you'll be able to find it. It's underneath this seat. It's not like it's in this area. You can actually use that haptic to find it the actual location of it. So it's very uh, precise. And I think that a, I think a lot of people could use it. I really do. I was very impressed based upon the podcasts and then trying it out when I got mine. And, you know, they're like $29. And if you buy a four pack, the price goes down a little bit. So it's worth it even to buy it now, despite the fact that the new one's not coming out till next year. Um, the thing, the all of the, uh, the advantages of having them now are, are pretty cheap at 25 30 bucks a piece so definitely worth getting there you go mike maybe i will maybe next time we record i'll have some new stories we'll that see. would be pretty cool i i think you would it's just like john said if, if you got 20 30 bucks to laying around get one and if you don't like it you can return it i mean that's as simple as that but i really think uh putting your backpack or your car i think that you'll find it very useful the cane thing would be handy around here because there's a lot of little kids that like to swipe those things for different games and i'll go to grab it like, uh, <laughs> where's my cane my, oh. my twin brother has lost three or four canes on airplanes he'll leave he'll stick them for some reason in the seat back and then forget that's where he <laughs> put up about it and you know <laughs> canes are getting more expensive these days right so to put one of those things on there probably would be worth it right so that's a good idea 
Yeah, it's a great because you can put it right on your on the loop, you know, at the top when mm-hmm. you put your wrist on, that's where you attach it to is on that loop. And I, it's worth it if you lose your cane all the time, like you said. It's not cheap. Yeah. Um, so what's new in Apple this guys? So this is a time that we always talk about some upcoming app that comes out that I find notable that I like to present or to bring up. Now, last month we talked about Voice Vista, and I tell you guys, that app is astounding. And if those that are not familiar with Voice Vista, if you're familiar with the Microsoft Soundscape, this is the new sister of that. So because Soundscape has been turned off at the end of this month, the only options you have now is Voice Vista. And this guy I had a podcast with, and he was del- he was delightful to talk to, and he does this on, a, on a, as a hobby to uh, for a friend that miss is soundscape and wanted him to create and um, use. So he, he opened this to all of us for public. And what I like about this is that the interface is so much smoother, nicer. But the big thing on this that soundscape didn't have, it has turn by turn. I was like, oh my gosh. And now, because usually you have to put soundscape with like um, open maps or, or Apple maps, Google maps, it's not essentially like you turn here, turn here, but it will tell you, you point your phone in that direction where I think I need to turn right. It'll tell you, ah, yep, you need to turn right here, turn left as you go to to find your beacon. So check that out. The new update is out and the new point of interest can be changed to between Apple Maps and Google. So if you guys are Soundscape user, definitely check Voice Vista out. Have either of you played with Voice Vista? No, I every time you talk about that, no. I'm tempted just to see what it's like. That's okay. A lot of people, you know, either have a use for it or no. We talked about that last month, Mike, is that mm-hmm. we just don't go out that much on our own. So, yeah, that and I've had Blind Square since it came out, and that's just the one that's always on my phone. And if I am tinkering around with it, that's usually my go to. What about you, John? Do you ever use Blind Square or what is your to- I, go to? I, I have, um, both I have good maps in and outdoor on oh. my phone. and and like but you know I have a longtime friend of, of Mike May and I really am impressed with the stuff that he's done so um you know I have nothing against any of the others but those are the two that I I have on my no um, doubt and use them a lot well they're free too I mean you can't yeah, beat are. that right that's true and it that is a great alternative as well now for those and remember VO Starter. No, this is not Deja Vu. VO Starter came out many eons ago. I think it's by Michael Doyce. I think he puts this out. And yep. I had him on. Oh, gosh. It had to been five plus years. I can't remember when we had him on onto this. But over the time, it just kind of disappeared and it fell off the App Store. But he decided to put some... Um, Love into it and brought VL Starter back. So for those that are beginners and would like to learn how to do different gestures and uh, understand Dropbox and combo boxes and different various swipes, give VL Starter a look. Or if you know a friend or if you know of a trainer that can use it on their students or people that are learning voiceover for the first time. So check out Voice Boy, VO Starter Sprint is free as well also remember this there you know like anything else you know i i, I mentioned earlier that i i am a 
computer, I use JAWS. But I don't use all the commands because I tend to use the stuff that I use most. And the same thing is true with voiceover. There's probably a lot of stuff that I forgot about because I just never have need to use it in a day-to-day situation. Mm -hmm. So I might just go get the app to look around and it'll probably remind me of stuff that I should be using, but, but forgot about. Right. No, you're right. Because there, there's so many gestures that you can perform, but some of those are so something that we just don't think about. I like the two finger quadruple tap that brings up the voiceover settings. I just can't remember that for the life of me, but something like that, that would be handy when you do need it. Um, so nonetheless, I, I'm really happy you put this back out and it's out there. This other app, I I really want to put the spotlight on this. Me, um, I had a discussion with Mike on this earlier for the podcast. This is called Xanagram. Now, I'm not much of a word puzzle person myself. This is you're supposed to be able to figure out what the word is, and it kind of gives you hints. Um, letters you can pick from and you got to figure out what the word is so it's, it's <laughs> i'm terrible with words so i it's not for me but the point i want to make on this is that the person behind this his name is zach and he's a veteran just like mike is and zach was a machine gunner for the army and when he left the service, there's there's a history there. He had some very dark times during this time, which um, something came up that caused him to go blind. And because he's a veteran and he's blind, and just knowing his dark times he had to go through and, and now trying to turn his life around, that he wanted to introduce a game that would work not just for those that are blind, but also for sighted. He wanted to make a game that you could play with friends, uh, family, and whatever. And this is this game. And I'm so proud of Zach of being able to turn around and make something like this for us and being able to play with sighted peers. Um, are you guys word puzzle games fanatics or... <laughs> fanatic not me because i'm <laughs> i suck at them like i enjoy them it's one of it's like a rubik's cube i've always wanted to be the kind of person that could pick one up and solve it i'm just not good at it but i'm absolutely gonna go get this app i've never spent the time really doing it but i you know this might make me give it a try hopefully yeah. we're better than that we are at word games because <laughs> yeah. you know as i say to mike john is that i want to pick this up because of the effort and the story behind them. I mm-hmm. I want to kind of say, you know what? I, I really love contributing. I, I will want to put a nominal charge down for his effort. And I want him to keep going. And I, I really encourage everybody out there to do the same. If you are financially inclined, it's free. You get 120 words free. And then you have to buy these packages that comes with sets of uh, additional words but they're pretty nominal. And if you can, please do um, pass this around, tell your friends, and so we can support this effort on his part. Um, And that is pretty much it, guys. Now, John, this is where Mike and I typically come up with a movie of the month that we saw. And this month, Mike, we just saw the movie Gran Turismo. And Ooh, how was it? I tell you, first... 
this guy's I I this is for old timers like myself. I don't know if John remember the uh Turismo. <laughs> this was an arcade game. It was a car style game. So you got into this arcade seat. So you got to sit down and you got to drive the different cars like a Ferrari and all these different uh cars. So it's a, it's a race simulation game. So I uh back then I was able to see and I did play that game and it's based on a true story about that game and about how this gentleman was able to become a professional racer and the former uh, driver. If you're into racing, you're going to love it. I thought the story was great. I think the acting was eh, so-so. So I gave it 7 out of 10. I think it was good, but not awesome. Okay, I've seen the trailers for it tons of times. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's... Not a flop. I feel, I feel I hate it when I get my hopes up for a movie and then it comes out and it just sucks. So I'm glad to hear that that's not the case with this one. Yeah, you, you're just going to have to be into racing. If you're not into racing, it's not going to be your movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the majority of the story is about him in being in races. So it was it was it was good. I'll check. It I out. got to go in this 4D theater where it's motion systems, um, which I've never been into. So you go in and you get on this chair. It's, it's, it's like star tours, uh, John, it's like you get in the seat and the thing rotates around and rattles and you go down, you go up and it blows air on you. How is that? Is that distracting or is it, is it, is it cool? It's distracting. Is it? (laughs) I wasn't sure how (laughs) I hated it. It was too distracting. I, I liked the concept. It was kind of cool. But two hours later, I was just sick and tired of it. I, yeah, I feel like seat. that's maybe every once in a while, a theater like that might be fun. But it'd be great for a horror movie because the loony pop up. You go, <laughs> your seat awesome. goes. <laughs> <and scream laughs> I would love that. Out of you. <laughs> and speaking right, of that, yeah, Evil Dead Rise came out this year. Uh, Lee Cronin, I believe, is the director for that one. And it's a, if, it's not the sort of like you don't have to have seen the earlier Evil Dead movies or yeah, Evil Dead movies, but uh, fits within the lore, I suppose. And if you like your kind of standard sort of possession type movies, it's a good one. Hmm. Wouldn't take the kids. All right, though. I'll definitely say that. Well, October if you're the squeamish sort, yeah, right. John, are you into movies? Yeah, when there's something good to watch. Um. I haven't seen anything in a while, but uh, yeah, I I enjoy movies. Good for you. Okay, so nothing that you could share that you watched this month that you you just absolutely have to tell everybody about. Nothing that comes to the top of my head. I understand. I understand. That's all right. Well, John, it is a pleasure, man. I I am so happy to have you on, and um, I I don't know. You're like my Disney buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody else I can sit here and talk about Disney. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things people will think you either just damn crazy for being such a fanatic of Mickey Mouse and Disney's, but you're the only one I can talk to, like, doesn't think that's crazy. Oh, no. That, and there are a lot of people out there that, that are completely Disney fanatics that, that throughout the course of their going to the parks or just growing up, you know, maybe yeah. kids with Disney stuff. My daughter has a friend whose mom does a Disney podcast and goes out there on a very regular basis. I had no idea about. Wow. See, tons of Disney podcasts out there. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I think John and I could do something called Disney in the dark. And that'd be specifically for those 
disable and we can talk west east coast and coverage everything you need to know about being blind or visually impaired to the disney i want to do it that's an interesting thought i'd listen to that right that I, I might even listen to that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah just talk about disney news how that relates to us and then maybe we could pick a topic like let's talk about star tours so we could just pick one right at a time so you can Spread across. See? Sure. We'll think about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Well, speaking of the Applevis Unleashed, next month I am going to be on a cruise, folks. So unfortunately, I have some bad news to announce that the Applevis Unleashed for September will not be happening because during that time I will be on my way to the Bahamas. Now I am stopping by at Disney World, of course. I got to spend about four days there first, and then we're going to take a week-long cruise to the Bahamas with Mrs. Mouse and I. So I will not be around that last two weeks of September. Sounds like an so, awesome trip, though. It, it, I did that in 2004 on uh, on the Disney. It was the trying to think of which it was the. I'm trying to think of which. Well, we have the magic. We have the wonder. It was the wonder. Ah, see, yeah. see, you know, you're a fanatic when you know all the ships name yep. of the magic, wonder, <laughs> dreams, fantasy, and wishes. And I think there's a new one coming out too. There is, there is going to be a new one and there's going to be a new one after that. There's two new ships coming. They should, in they should really years. name one of them the Donville, don't you think? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. The Gasman Donville ship, right? <laughs> You get on one side, I'll get the other side. Okay, sounds good to me. Right? So that way, you just... But it, it, I, I, this is my first time on a cruise, so we're, we're, I, I don't know what to think of it. I'm kind of anxious. I'm worried about getting seasick. The whole nine oh, yards. No, you know, you, th- those ships are so well built. I mean, and and everything is run electronically. You don't get seasick unless you get, you're in the middle of a hurricane. But under normal circumstances, <laughs> you barely even realize you're on a ship because everything is so so well orchestrated. Um, you forget that you're on a ship after a while. Man, that would be great because there's a lot. Well, we've got that hurricane that's coming through tomorrow. And then there's I'm tracking a, a tropical depression that's coming out. That might be affecting the Bahamas next week. I'm like, oh, come on, baby. <laughs> Get them all out of here. Yeah, I did right. First, I did my first trop, uh, tropical storm in Southern California here a week or two ago, and I never thought I'd see that. But yeah, yeah we got some right? rain way up here in Idaho because of that thing. It was That's what I understand. Mm-hmm. A lot of rain. Well, John, I mean, not, no major wind, but a lot of rain. Yep. It was the first time since, what, 1930 something that you had a yeah, tropical storm? Exactly in right. LA. Not only did you have a tropical storm the first time in 86 years, but you had an earthquake too. On true, <laughs> what I thought was ironic was that uh, both the Angels and Dodgers are playing at home, and the teams that they were playing against were from Florida, where you have hurricanes. So I thought it was apropos that they come out here <laughs> to experience right? our, our our weather. Uh, yeah, so be it fine. was like knock at the cabin last week out there. Yeah, it was. Mm. Well. Man, this has been a treat. Um, thank you both for being on the show and love you guys. And that's going to do for Apple Viz Unleashed for August 2023. My name is Anonymous, and I will see you next month. Well, actually, not until October with Mike Malarsis. See you guys then. Bye-bye. 
please feel free to contact the AppleViz Unleashed team with a feedback, tips, or questions at unleashed at applevis.com or call at 816-287-1482. This AppleViz podcast has been brought to you by the community of applevis.com for the latest in resources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com.